Welcome to Probably Science. I'm your host, one of three, in fact. I'm Jesse Case. This is I'm at Cushion. Oh, 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 did we, just, we already? I, I, thought, I already messed second. it up. This is, this is so unprofessional. Oh and we're God, with one Sarah, of our more I'm professional sorry. guests as well. <laughs> this, this is, is uh, a mess. Like, and this happens every time. Yeah, we're I mean, the guests who actually podcasts no, and has shows. And, and there's been a, like, you know, actual, like, real TV and radio as well. So this is just a level of unprofessionalism that is shameful, really. <laughs> I, well, I'm glad the listeners can see behind the curtain. We always, what we do, right, uh, is we always say who's going to intro it, and then we pick our number. Who goes second? Who goes third? And we've got, like, maybe a 50% success rate. <laughs> yeah. But it's... Uh, if it makes you feel right. any better... I do a daily Monday through Friday live show, and we get this wrong almost every day. Okay, we're all just like excited that, that does... to say hello, and it you know nobody knows yes. who's like first or second, and it, so yeah, it it is one of those ones I think like putting in a, a USB cord where yeah. you, we seem to do worse than statistical chance. <laughs> That's a good call. That is a good call, and you'll notice that our guest very professionally saved us there. That's how professional. <laughs> We're yeah. talking. Uh, our guest is Sarah Lane, everybody. Hi. Um, yeah. Yeah, yes. We have back-to-back, back-to-back people uh, in the business of covering tech news. You are the host of Daily Tech News. Great podcast. You should check out like a half hour. Just get like your quick fix of what's been going on in the world and what a time to be covering tech. I, w- huh? I would All say right. so. Yeah, it is, um, you know, uh, lots of, you know, big tech layoffs and AI and Elon Musk can't get away from that guy. Yeah. You can't no get away from him. He's over here right now. Um, <laughs> In I, fact, I'm having him for dinner it, later because I can't. Yeah. I can't. It's, <laughs> it, no, because he's a cannibal. Um, it's unreal. He's having me for dinner. Uh, so, Sarah, before we have guests on, I always, um, you know, I always give it a Google, right? I try to do my due sure. diligence. Uh, do you get emails for the ballerina? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So you get ballerina related emails. 100%. So, okay. <laughs> For anybody who's like, what is he talking about? So Yeah, so so I'll, I'll Google your name, but it's also like an extremely famous ballerina. It's a, a very famous it's, it's, ballerina. It's no, no slouch. There's a, there's, a whole, there's a whole story behind this. So the, the short version is um, Black Swan, the Natalie Portman uh, ballerina movie vehicle um, where she won, you know, best actress for ha- However, what are we talking? Like tw- That's how she met her husband. 2011, 2012-ish. Right? Yeah. Sounds right. Her husband was the dance coordinator? Yes, right. So a woman um, who is a very accomplished ballerina um, named Sarah Lane, because, you know, there are a lot of us out there. Uh, she was the stunt double for Natalie Portman. And there was a little bit of like, well, she wasn't, you know, given, you know, the proper accolades for all the work that she had done. You know, the, you know, the the production team thought, you know, wanted people to think that Natalie was doing all of it. And so there was, you know, there was some, there was some news and buzz around that. So because, you know, that's my name, um, I started getting calls in the middle of the night, like from people on the East Coast, like, hi, Sarah. It's Brenda from MSNBC. Can you just like give us like a like a really quick satellite hit on like how you feel about the Natalie thing? <laughs> you know, the first time it happened, I was like, what? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I'd be happy to. 
because <laughs> y'all don't do your research. So yeah, so that's that's what that is. I've since, you know, wow. I've, I've hung up the hat. I'm not trolling uh, Sarah Lane, the ballerina anymore. I'm sure she's a very nice person. How far did you get? Did you actually manage to make it onto the air at any I got point really where close. you were? I got really close with uh, CNN once where I was like, yeah, yeah. You're just yep. dressed, dressed like a swan. <laughs> yes. uh, like, <laughs> just tanking this woman's well, reputation. Well, again, it was like, the, these were all like, <laughs> like really like early East Coast hits, you know, where I, I eventually yeah. like, you know, once again was interrupted from my slumber and I was like, I'm not going to be able to go to your satellite office, but like I could do it from my house. And they were like, you could? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm a podcaster. And they were like, we're so confused. Um, and yeah, like it, like podcasting was, and ballet. Is there anything you can't do? She goes, does yeah, ballet. Yes. I can't triple, do ballet. Triple threat, yeah, Sarah yeah. Lane. Um, we got to the point like it was close to where I was supposed to be on the show, and then they just never called me, and I was like, okay, the jig is up. So, <laughs> wow. but that's what happens when you have a really common name, you know? Have right. you got? Have you guys ever seen the video? And it's if you haven't, it's one of my favorite things. Uh, where a guy who was at the BBC interviewing to be yes, a driver. Yes, yes, I love it. Oh, it's great. The it's Uber amazing. Driver. Yeah. He he had the same first name as another guy who was in the same waiting room waiting to talk about tech news because he's a an internet expert <laughs> and he just gets pulled in and doesn't really just thinks oh, I'm interviewing the BBC. I guess they always put microphones on them and move them into a studio because that's how the BBC works. <laughs> and you can kind of see the interviewer like slowly start to realize something is off. Yeah. Which you see it dawning on the interview, <laughs> yeah. but before that is that there's a wonderful moment where you see like actors should study this because you see in the space of about two seconds like five emotions in a row cross over <laughs> this guy as he realizes that that there's a mistaken identity that they're talking about someone else that he's live on the news and that he now has to talk about the internet to, to, the, to the people of Britain. I can't decide if I like that kind of comedy more or the K-Strass version, which is just a tweaked version of that same <laughs> local news mistaken identity, sort of. The yo-yo expert who uh, got himself onto shows but cannot yo-yo. Oh, right, right. Yeah. And is, oh, now God, very, is now a successful I don't know actor. if any oh, yeah, of you have, you know, names that other people have. You know, whether it's like, I don't know, someone being like, thank I, you for I, booking your massage session. And I'm like, oh, God, now yeah. I have to, like, write these people back and be like, I won't be there. I'm not in Canada right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine how confused this ballerina is. I was going to say, time. right now that she's, she's, a, she's yeah, giving she, a hot I've take on ChatGPT on a podcast. I've right about that, where I'm like, does she hate me? Or is she just like, find this amusing, as I do? Hard to say. Right. We've right. had very different gotten... <laughs> career trajectories, to say the least. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's no there is a there is a Matt Kirshen who's like a, I think an Israeli researcher who is I think he I I've never contacted him but I I've pushed him to something like page eight of Google so I'm sure he's not that keen on me. So I uh, I I think a similar thing I have is I drive a Nissan Murano, um, which I have found is like the most common Amber Alert car. <laughs> oh, <laughs> do yeah, tell. Like I. No, I just mean it's like every Amber Alert I get, like uh, in, in Tennessee, I'm in Tennessee, and um, there's like three a day, you know? People are just always- Driving the Murano? Stealing, 
stealing their estranged children here. And uh, yeah, they're, they're, it's always my car. And I'll get the alert like when I'm driving and I can see people looking at me weird. <gasps> oh, it's, right. Uh, it's because they're like, is it him? Right. Mm. Yeah. It's always a black Nissan Murano. And, and you also, you don't know Jesse because you'd never met, but I could tell you right now, if you were to glance over at a car and see Jesse at the driving, you probably, yeah, it's probably him. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> yes. that guy. Yeah, Jesse did it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Pull him over. Yeah, yeah. No, so that's, uh, no, there's there's other, there are other Jesse cases, um, and almost all of them are like in the arts in some way. And we've sort of, like we sort of have this weird unspoken Twitter agreement that we'll all just take credit for whatever someone thinks, which one right, of us did right. something. So there's maybe like seven of us and we've sort of all agreed. I mean, it's not like a group chat, you know, but we've, we've DM'd and stuff and we've sort of all agreed like, okay, look, if you're putting out this like rap um, single in San Francisco and I get emails about it, I'll just say, thanks. <laughs> and then if somebody emails you about like some set, they like some joke they heard say thanks. And people just think we're all like crazy talented. Like each one of us does like 20 things. You know what I mean? That's great. Yeah. Like whichever one pops off first, it's fine. It's fine. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I think, yeah, I think you and this Sarah Lane should, this other Sarah Lane should get together and decide. And just go to be bowling. Yeah. Yes. Something like that. I don't know. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> At a place called Sarah Lane. So, oh God! Yeah. See, I, I hadn't even gone that far with the joke. Um, that wow. is. Wow. <laughs> I I I don't know why I've not tried to do this. Be like, hey, girl. I think she lives in New York. Um, you seem great. Uh, I know a lot of mistaken identity. Should we get together and go bowling? Right. <laughs> Say like, think- listen. This is going to sound weird, and I don't mean to be offensive, <laughs> but I need a body double. <laughs> For a project yeah. I have, <laughs> can you be? Oh well, y'all don't know me, obviously. I don't need a body double. I can do it. You know, you can do the <laughs> the balleting or the bowling. Or well, which? I mean, I'm a decent bowler, pretty b- bad at ballet, but I mean, I don't want a body double. I'm just gonna, you know, live my yeah. truth. Tom Cruise, it. Yeah. yeah, no, of course, of course, absolutely. Did you, um, did you guys see that footage of Tom Cruise spending like a year on that one stunt for the next Mission Impossible? Oh, where he like has yes. to like jump out of a plane or there. Were, I think he rides a motorcycle off. A yeah, cliff there was there was there was some on. sort of like precarious drop, very scary, you know. But Tom Cruise says, "No, no, me or nobody, I'm doing it." Right. I wonder right. if the director's like, God. Damn it. Like this, that's got to just add so much expense and not that much. Even the buzz around that isn't going to generate that much extra box office, I don't think, right? Could it? Is there any way it could? One stunt pay for itself? No, I don't. I don't. No. Well, I, what you I get is a bunch a... of articles of like Tom Cruise is one of the real ones. Right. But does that actually yeah, get you money? Good is what question. I'm wondering. I don't know. I'm maybe, sure. maybe. And they, they still have to do a lot of CGI. That's the oh, I'm sure around this practical effect, there's still going to be things right. that are like painted out or what, not paint, you know, whatever they do. Right? Yeah, they have paint. to. Well, they have to remove like two yeah. or three other camera guys and yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. They paint it out. That's what they do. Well, and that's that's exactly what they do. Cell by cell. It's, it's also it's like not the most impressive part. It's like you have 
there's like someone else doing the exact same stunt next to him with a boom mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like falling through the sky. <laughs> and like no one yeah. cares about that person. It's the backwards it's, and it's, it's, sort of thing. Oh, it's yeah. horrible. Is his scene partner just feeding him lines? Right, right. You got Sarah Lane dropping out of a... <laughs> <laughs> be his uh, ballet double in the sky or whatever. They're all going to call me and be like, how did it feel to work with Tom Cruise on that one stunt for a year? And I'm like, oh, my God. Andy, do you remember when I had to quit going to Ralph's up the street? When because we, of and, Tom Cruise? No, Andy and I used to live together um, in uh, Valley Village. Mm. And there was a Ralph's. Valley Village. There was a. It's yeah, beautiful. there was a, there was a Ralph's up the street and I was um, for maybe, I don't know, seven seconds. Pretty big deal. I was on the show Parenthood. I had a I had a <laughs> had a line. And so it's it's like, OK, who cares? Uh, but I was checking out at Ralph's and the checkout guy is like, hey, were you on TV this week? And I was like, finally getting recognized in this town you know and i was like absolutely and he's like i love your work and i'm like man this guy is like all in on parenthood this is crazy uh and you know he's like so how long you been acting and i'm like actually it's like i'm not even really an actor i do stand up like it was crazy and he's like that's amazing man uh real honor to meet you and then like he kept talking to me whenever i'd go back to ralph's and i realized that uh and i no longer look like this person at all but we had a brief crossover i realized that he thought i was evan peters because oh, okay, American Horror Story had yeah. just come out. So he thought I was like, and when I realized that that's what he thought, I was like, I just can't go back to Ralph's <laughs> ever. Like, I just can't go back to that. I can't face, I can't face that guy. Now, when you say that you no longer look like the person he thought you looked like, why is that? Well, at the, I mean, this this was over 10 years ago, and Evan Peters and I looked the same, but we aged ah, differently. Yes. yes you know yes, what I'm yes. saying? Like, I would know, like, if someone saw me now, they wouldn't be like, uh, is that Evan Peters? It's like, he kind of, like, I do not look You've like the You've gone in different guy. directions. But yeah. Now. I, ironically, we, you're we saying you do directions. give off Amber Alert vibes, and now he's playing Dahmer, <laughs> so you must still have a similar aesthetic. We've always had a similar thing. We've always had a yeah, but, similar but that, dark so they, sexual intensity. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> right, I would call right. it undeniable. In some of our yeah, one kind of went a little cray cray, and the other right. kind of reined it in and said, I'm just going right. to keep chopping at Ralph's. Yeah, yeah. No, but I was, I was like, there's no way to explain to that guy that I was also on TV that week. In a lesser Stop. part, you know what I'm saying. I'm and like, hold just, up the line as you're doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Like he just thinks I'm a hor. He'll he'll find out, and he thinks I'm a horrible person. And Don't you love it. those <laughs> moments where you're like, uh, I get it, but you know what? It's too yeah. hard to explain. So I'm just gonna nod yeah. and say thank you. Bye. Some things like it's easier to have someone think you're an awful person because the the mix up is too complicated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'll just take the hit on this. Like it's fine. I don't. I don't need to go to Ralph's. Um. Well, you know, I've always so, been a so, Vons person myself. Nothing wrong with Ralph's, have, but I'm a Vons girl. Sure. Yeah, give me a Vons. Sure. I'm, a, I'm a John's guy. I like wheat soda. <laughs> <laughs> what? What you know is John's? John's? I'm laughing because I'm like, I don't know what that means. Oh, John's, I think they bought a bunch of abandoned Vons and just turned the V into a J and then started Stop selling it. the world's weirdest, the world's weirdest foods from like, tra- Transylvania. It's very, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's very Eastern European. What? It's Transylvania. Now are you talking about? There's a thing called, 
It's called kvass. It's a wheat soda. I think it's from you know All a former Soviet republic. Yeah, yeah. like gluten free. Like, not a- welcome here. It's sweetened with a, a low glucose meat syrup. Yes. There's a lot of slurry. Wow. For All right. I'm learning a lot. This is a fun podcast already. Um, it's, it's like there's never a word of English spoken in there except when the manager says, I understand, ma'am, but we need to get the dog out of the cart and out of the store. It's a, it's a whole thing. You know, the, um, yeah. when I, I, I don't live in L.A. currently, but I, I did for many years. And there was a uh, Vaughn's. Uh, near me in Echo Park, where I lived at the time, and I would I would kind of find excuses to walk there every morning, like I don't know, I need some Gatorade or I need some soup or, or I don't know, you know, whatever, whatever it was. It was sort of just like an excuse to get out. And I have a dog, and I would tie my dog up outside, and there was a security guard at the Vons, you know, and after you know he saw me coming in pretty regularly for a while, he was like why don't you just bring your dog in? And I was like, into a grocery store? I think that's like illegal, isn't it? And he was like, we don't care. (laughs) We don't care at all. Come bring him in. So I was like, all right, let's try this. Um, Within like four seconds of us doing that, he ate like four bagels. And that was the end of that. (laughs) Where I'm like, see, this is why dogs aren't allowed in in places where people are eating food. It's just a bad idea. He's also just like not that security guard from that. He's just some guy. Like (laughs) he may he may have yeah, like he was just like on ketamine and like I'm a security guard today. (laughs) He's on his way to a commercial audition as a security guard. (laughs) Right. So we always ask our guests before we get into stories. What, if anything, is your background in science? Obviously, you host tech show and have worked on G4, but like, what is your original like origin story, whether that's blowing things up in the woods with friends, a science teacher you liked, or none of the above? Yeah, so I am, I when um, we talk about a lot of science shows on Daily Techno Show, which we do, you know, I always say like, I'm science adjacent. Um, I'm really more of like a tech reporter, always have been, but that also started as you know when i was in my more formative years as somebody who wanted to be on the news you know i was like give me a microphone i will talk don't know if i'll be good at it but i will talk um so i went to college uh and got a broadcasting degree and thought all right well you know i'll you know get on the news somewhere And I quickly, because I grew up in Silicon Valley, uh, quickly realized, oh, interesting. This is kind of a kind of a fun time for tech. And so I started to not just be uh, somebody who talked online about technology, but somebody who produced uh, segments about technology. You know, this was we're talking like late 90s. So it was like so many startups saying like, we're going to, you know, we're going to, you know, change the game, you know, and I would produce a lot of these segments and be like, best of luck to y'all gentlemen. And, you know, a few (laughs) months later, it was all defunct. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, and we see a lot of that stuff echoing to this day. You know, it's, you know, nothing is... No great idea is that scalable and or sustainable, turns out, um, especially when you're going through um, recessions and such. But uh, 
But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my background. I got a job um, producing on a, uh, a a show called The Screensavers for a now defunct uh, cable network called Tech TV. Tech TV turned into G4. Then I was on G4 for a while. Uh, and that's when you ended up on the tech. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah, it was it was the screensavers that was um, r- sort of repackaged as this new show, Attack of the Show. And yeah, I did that for a little while. And and then I kind of wanted to do other things. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I took a year off and did some traveling. And when I got back from that year, funny um left in 2006 when i say left it means like there were no smartphones at the time like i really didn't have a great way to keep in touch with the world when i was you know in vietnam for example and Mm -hmm. by 2007 i was kind of ready to come back and i had like all these friends of mine being like sarah you have to reserve your twitter handle gotta do it do it now Someone else is going to do it. And I'm like, what is Twitter? Like, it was all... I don't know, but there's a ballet dancer yes, that's... Yes. Like, the second she gets a sniff. Uh, well, she wasn't around yet, but she was sniffing around, I'm sure of it. But that was a very sort of pivotal time to sort of get back into the mix. Because once I came back, it became like, oh, so video is just on the internet now. Instead of like, oh, you work on a TV station. You could still do that many people do right but you have all these other options and that was just opening up so that that's kind of where where you know my um my ambitions went um and have stayed thus far and i feel like uh it is we're getting back into a time when at least from my perspective tech is exciting and not stagnating debatable that it was for a minute there but i know that there was some outlet. I was trying to Google this. I didn't know how to Google it, but um, there was some tech or gadget sort of uh, outlet that stopped covering that in the last five to ten years. Uh, partly because they said just it it, it it evolved into like okay, there's a new iPhone every year, and that's about it. There wasn't a lot of like really exciting innovation happening. Yeah. And now I feel like we are there. There's we're not going to be lacking excitement for the next few years. I don't think whether it's for good or bad reasons, things are going to be exciting. You know, that's interesting that you say that because uh, so as somebody who's you know like I said before, I am you know I wake up every morning and I'm like, what's the news? You know, what's the top news? And then what's the like more? I don't know, kind of like, let's unpack this news that me and my colleagues can, you know, talk about for five, six minutes type thing. Um, you know, when it's a live show, everything is, you know, we're, <laughs> everything timing wise is very important. And um, there have been quite a few outlets, The Verge and Gadget, TechCrunch, um, uh, to name a few, you know, that have said, uh, you know, not that they're not going to cover tech because they do, uh, but that science and biotech and I don't know, like how to clean up the oceans and, you know, all of that stuff is like, that's also tech. It's not all about, you know, what's going to be in the latest iPhone, Gadget, even though right, people right. do care about that. And that's, you know, obviously why, you know, they're getting clicks, but like the tech conversation is broader than ever um and i i mean at least as far as you know my line of work i think that's really exciting 
So do you find yourself talking to more scientists on average these days than you used to when it used to maybe be much more just sort of Silicon Valley? Yeah, very much things? so. Um, and what's really nice about my my show, Daily Tech News Show, is that we have, I mean, the we're, we're uh, um, mostly Patreon um supported um so we we have a pretty good idea of you know where our our community is coming from um not everybody you know subscribes but you know many people do and it's a pretty international audience and so because of that we obviously are u.s based on a lot of news uh, items because that's just where the news is coming from, you know, the Silicon Valley thing. But even within the U.S., that has really changed over, I would say, the last, mm, let's call it three to five years. And uh, so, so much cool stuff is happening in, in other parts of the world. And if you don't read about it, you don't know about it. Um, you know, so I've got a friend, for example, who lives in Amsterdam in the Netherlands, and she passed along a story to me recently uh, that I just I was like, I don't even know when this would have crossed my desk. And I do this for a living, you know, so it's like it takes a village in many ways to to kind of figure out, like, what is tech? What is tech to all of us? You want to go to the moon? <laughs> you want to clean up the ocean? You want to? I don't know, fix Twitter. <laughs> I mean, the uh, the conversation never stops. What uh, was well, the some, Amsterdam story? Yeah, it was some sort of new new bong or what, what's happening? Uh, some uh, that's a that's a crass stereotype, Jesse. They also have tulips. Come on now. Uh, yes, a brighter red light uh, for their. Well, now you're putting me on the spot because now I can't remember. <laughs> I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll figure it out while we continue talking about them. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, our show our show is only weekly, and I can't remember half the stories we cover. <laughs> oh, yeah. in minutes. No, of, come on. You know, it's true. Honestly, stop. like I so, I have also a little bit of short term memory loss anyway, because you know that's being a human. But uh, when you work on a daily live show. Oh yeah, you know. I'm as sure. soon as the show is over, I'm like, never happened. Back in the vault. Goodbye. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's weird how we all sort of deal with our like, we we tell ourselves how much we love work, but then we handle it the same way as trauma. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. That is <laughs> just like that is not incorrect. <laughs> yeah, you know, the body releases a chemical during recording that actually right. helps you forget, because otherwise you'd never want to record again. Right? Yeah, you'd never, you'd never. Yeah. And sometimes then I'm, I'm eight days down the later, you and, say, "Well, what if we do it again?" Why not? Right. <laughs> Was it really that bad? Was it really that bad? for a new episode. <laughs> yep. I've exactly. I've uh, I've processed several of our old stories doing EMDR. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, guys, speaking of stories, do you guys want to knock one out? Sure, we don't have yeah. to. I mean, well, you know, I. Uh, but this is crazy. This is hot off the press. Sarah, we. I know that you uh, do stuff, you know, mainly sort of online. Um, you know, internet stuff like that. We have a press. We get a uh, newswire. A guy, a newsman, hands me a uh, thing that prints off. Um, are we talking? Are we guys, talking about paper? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this yes. is straight off the Dead ticker. paper. Got it. Yep, straight off I've the ticker. I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, well, yep. Uh, yeah. this is Jesse a... doesn't read the ticket himself. I should point out that a, a newsboy runs in from the next room <laughs> with with what's on the ticker, and he 
he removes his hat and shouts mr mr and then says the story so that's that's, that's all been are. happening that's, that's all been happening you know in good. the background here mm-hmm. does yeah. he throw it do you a do you have a transom and b does he throw it over the transom I of course I have several transoms. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, um, what's a transom? Absolutely. I had to Google it recently, also, because like it's always a thing you hear people. Oh, this just came came in over the transom. I've never yeah, heard I always just, hear that. I'm always hearing that. You've never heard over never. the transom? Never. No. Once. What are you talking nope. about? What is, what is it? it? None of the three of you. I'm making this up. It's like I have a, heard the word transom, but I could not tell you what it is. This is yeah. some kind of dream you had. Is it like over the I wire? It was just like, right. That's what I thought it meant, also. But it's like uh, it's very. Um, Meat space. I just sent you a link. It is the window on the top of a door. Why would yeah. anybody use that? Okay, you know, like what? if you're in your, I don't know, if you're like maybe if you're like an editor in a news office and like so you have that thing cracked open, someone can like throw in a story. Or actually, now I have to Google over the transom and how that so thing that you guys idiomatic use usage. The phrase over the transom refers to work submitted for publication without being solicited. The item evoked is of a writer tossing a manuscript through the open window over the door of the publisher's office. I didn't know it meant unsolicited, too. Okay. Similarly, the phrase is used to describe the means by which confidential documents, information, or tips were delivered anonymously. Just that part makes have them. is more right. like what I feel like I've heard. But anyway, so yeah, you got the transom got, going, got Jesse. Transom. Yeah, stories. well, no, obviously yeah. I have a, tra- a transom. I didn't know <laughs> yeah. what it was called before. <laughs> yeah, right. I just called it the old window shove. Yeah. You know, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know it was called the transom. Um, but I'm glad that we've uh, solved this puzzle. Did you guys know that bumblebees, speaking of puzzles, uh, learn to solve puzzles by watching Piers? Mm. Pretty crazy, Pierce, huh? Piers Morgan? Piers Morgan. Yeah. They watch his show. Well, maybe and, became smarter. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, experts from Queen Mary University of London trained a set of bees to open a puzzle box containing a sugar reward. These bees. So, sorry, just just to interrupt you here for a second. Just, just sorry, I don't mean to bring this back to transom talk, but um, <laughs> it's fine. I just just some extra bit on, from Wikipedia. It says such phrases mu- may refer instead to the transom of a ship. Large waves from behind can bring water over the transom, um... and also the the idiom, uh, the folk idiom, like pushing a piano through a transom. But, oh yeah, is used to describe something extremely difficult, and is also applied to ap- to childbirth which may also be the origin of that phrase and has been attributed to Alice Roosevelt Longworth and Fanny Bryce. Well, well, they had famously piano shaped babies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will, um, uh, so- I will echo this. Um, I also looked up transom. Google.com says a phrase often used when referencing transom is the editors receive about 10 manuscripts a week over the transom. Okay. Mm, I found a story about uh, when Mr. T was kidnapped and they needed the T ransom. Um, <laughs> right. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. We'll be here yeah. all day. I pity the fool that laughs at that joke. <laughs> I pity the fool. Yeah. Also, that... <laughs> guys, folks. So tell us more about these bees. Yes. I'll tell you all about these bees. Oh, that that is, uh, did you say uh, pushing a piano through a transom? Uh, yes, that the, was the, the phrase. I, no, I like a new. I love a new idiom. I uh, we'll we'll get to the bees thing. I was waiting in line the other day in a tavern. I was waiting in line for the bathroom, and there was one guy in front of me also waiting. And he looked back at me and he said, "I'm about to take a piss with a stream that a squirrel could climb up." <laughs> and I, <laughs> that was awesome. Does anyway. that mean that like it's like a strong one? Like a thick, 
Oh, particularly like, like a squirrel would be like, I can climb that thing. I can climb. Okay. Yeah, like, like I think like, like you're, a, you're like really going to pee a lot. Stream. And yes. or he has a lot of kidney stones. It's nutty. Yeah. No, if he had kidney means. stones, it would be a whole like the squirrel wouldn't want anything to do with him. It'd be like pushing a piano. Yeah, like there'd be sure. yelling <laughs> and it would be bad. It would be bad. It would be bad. Yeah. <laughs> I I um every time someone leaves the bathroom, I always go, Stones? And he shook his head no. So um it was good to confirm that. So guys. <clears throat> these researchers, here's what they did, right? They made a puzzle box. It's got sugar in there. They trained some bees to open it. Here's where stuff gets cool. These bees then passed on the knowledge to others in their colonies. The researchers discovered that social learning may have had a greater influence on the behavior of bumblebees than previously imagined. So to carry out the study, these scientists created a puzzle box that could be opened by rotating a lid to access a sugar solution. The lid could be rotated clockwise by pushing a red tab, while pushing a blue tab could rotate it anti-clockwise. Or counterclockwise, some would say. Sure. The scientists trained uh, demonstrator bees to use one of these methods to open the lid while the observer bees watched. While the observer bees tackled the puzzle, researchers found they chose the same method that they had seen 98% of the time, even after discovering the alternative approach. The study also found mm. that the bees with a demonstrator opened more puzzle boxes than control bees. This suggests the bees learned the behavior socially rather than discovering the solution themselves. Dr. Alice Bridges, who led the study, said bumblebees were not known to show culture-like phenomena in the wild. However, in our experiments, we saw the spread and maintenance of a behavioral trend in groups of bumblebees, similar to what has been seen in primates and birds, she said. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Just explain something here, because Andy, you remember, Jesse, you'd already left town, but um, remember that time we tried to go to an escape room and I wanted to bring my bees? And, <laughs> right. Yes, and they, they refused to let me in with the bees. And, the, and I was like, this is just bullshit. Like, firstly, prejudice. And secondly, what, like, a bee's going to help us escape, but, like, it's going to make a difference to our time, but... Right. Apparently. Well, and I remember you told me about this, and there was a security guard on his way to an audition that told you you could. And that's why it was so confusing, <laughs> is because once you got in there, um, you weren't allowed to. Uh, she said the behavior of social insects, this is back to the study here, the behavior of social insects, like these bumblebees, were some of the most intricate on the planet. In other experiments where both red and blue demonstrator bees were released into the same groups of bees, they joined the matrix. Um, the, observ- <laughs> the observer bees initially learned to use both methods, but eventually they developed a preference for one solution, which then dominated in that colony. So this shows how a behavioral trend might emerge within the bee population, according to the study. In this case, researchers said that any changes in foraging behavior might be due to experienced bees retiring from foraging and new (laughs) learners arising, rather than the bees changing their preferences. So... I'm getting too old for this, honey. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's... uh, Sure, that's interesting. I, I... it's one of those things, though, where, like, that doesn't really... Uh, I just already assumed that they learned from watching each other do stuff. Yeah. Th- I didn't I know that they the, didn't, so that doesn't blow my mind, but that's because I was wrong already. Especially because of all the stuff you learned growing up about, like, uh, dance-based communication. You're like, yeah, they're all about, like, these dance fads to show the way to the hive or whatever, right? They come back and do a little... Yeah. No, they and, do? And some... Isn't that how bees... Bees, Absolutely. bees do, yeah. like, like, TikTok dances <laughs> to get everybody No, back? no, they're... In... 
they're into way more obscure shit. They're into like they're into like Italo disco, like underground forty fives. Like they're oh, so B of them. Right. Yeah, no. Right now, um, at least the bees in my backyard are doing a big synthwave thing. Um, okay. That's pretty interesting. <sighs> yeah, it's, this is uh, uh, this is cool. I, I think they might have overplayed this the skill. What was the wording they used when they said it was the most elaborate? Or what was the superlative they had? Oh yeah, this the behavior of social insects like the bumblebees were some of the most intricate on the planet. Ooh, like, really? You know what? I will. I see your bees, and I will raise you an ant colony, because I have one yeah. that I am fighting in my home currently. Oh yeah, and yeah. There is no no beast on this earth better equipped to ruin your life than an ant, because oh, they yeah. have four hundred of their best friends. And like, all you have to do is close your eyes for two seconds and all of a sudden they've moved in. It's Skullover's travels, like death of a th- death by a mm-hmm. thousand bricks kind of stuff too. It's just, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. almost like, yeah, I don't really want my house to be overrun by ants, but like, I kind of respect them as well. Where I'm like, you, you guys I, got, you, you got it on me. You did it. You know? They also like, don't stop. Like they it, don't like it. Like it's 24 seven. And then it's like, I remember one, I don't know why it blew my mind. This is so stupid, but like I had an ant infestation one time and I assumed that like it wouldn't be happening like on a Sunday (laughs) and they just like kept going. And I'm like, you guys just don't like take a day off. No, no, they do not. There's no day of rest for the ant colony. No, No, they, they're like, they just go hard all the time. Yeah. I don't know why they would have a day of rest. I just, it's a very human concept, but it's like, it's just weird that animals are, they're diurnal or nocturnal, but there aren't any animals that just like other than humans are just like, we don't do Thursdays. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like if if like beavers, just like you never, like you never see them on Wednesday ever. They take, are there, are there animal like within species, same species, are there animals that are like, separate into early birds and night owls. I mean, I, I feel like you have, uh, I don't know, uh, bears who hibernate, but but, but not I mean, like, like but oh, on Monday, yeah. I, you know, please don't talk to me kind of thing. But I, but I was thinking like a sort of dis- distinct distinction between them, like within the species, like, hey, you've got like five identical bears here, but this guy likes to stay up late and this one's more of a, you know, this one's like up with the the larks and doing well i think the bear community would would love for us to think more about that like we're not all the same bear okay i'm not a (laughs) right recently we've been on cocaine (laughs) great wait did we i forgot did Did we talk about this movie movie, by the way no i haven't i haven't i haven't seen it i have not seen it so i won't you have sarah and i have i think we're allowed to if two of us have seen it we can do a little cocaine bear talk, can't we? We're not going to spoil stuff, but I mean, I without spoiling anything, I I mean, the premise is ridiculous. Right. The movie is not, you know, I had a friend who was like, "Is this scary?" and I'm like, "Oh, no. Not scary." No. Not <laughs> scary. But like, but you know, fair I mean, is it scary that it got greenlit? <laughs> Maybe, maybe. Right. But I was like, like, well, she was like, is is this like a zombie movie? You know, like, you know, some people just right, don't right. want to deal with that kind of stuff. And I was like, no, no, no. This is camp at camp's finest. 
I don't even know how camp gets better than a bear on cocaine. Period. Wait, does that mean you did really enjoy it, or you just enjoy the idea of its existence? Both. Okay, I didn't enjoy. I mean, it I, I'm not going to be like, oh, it should like win an Oscar. Like, no, it should not. Right, right, right. But I mean, I, I love a good bad movie. I just think this was kind of a bad bad movie. It was a bad I, bad I, movie, to, but like to the fun. point where it's like, who, like, like you said, like who greenlit the this movie? Like, ah. well, it makes a ton of sense. It's it's like snakes on a plane yeah. all over again. <laughs> yeah. Like the the title is the whole thing. It's going to have all that buzz, and then like after watching it, I was like, well. It wasn't great, but you know, I'm sure they were a little hamstrung by having to have it be a little grounded in reality. Then I Googled the reality and found out like, oh, the only part that's true is a bear ate cocaine and just died. Right. That's it just died. <laughs> Nothing interesting happened with that. Yeah, bear I mean that well all. they found right. a dead bear. Right? right, right. And then the autopsy revealed. So then I'm like, you guys were restricted in no way story wise, and that's still right. what it wasn't you even came like a with. notebook next to that bear with <laughs> yeah. ideas for a new app. I was right. thinking the other day. <laughs> Uber but for honey. I was thinking yeah, yeah. the other day, like, okay, like uh cocaine bear, like that's rando, but sort of based on a true story, but like still pretty rando as a movie like what is more rando than this snakes on a plane is up there sure. uh, I don't uh sharknado know but it's trying though. too hard sharknado was trying sharknado. too hard but it oh yeah that's right? a good one i mean that was just like when you're trying to make it bad that transparently it is not fun to me at least right um but but then when i research the story i'll drop this in the show notes um, researched when I just like you know googled <laughs> what the true story this was based on was I was like wait a good movie would be about the guy who tried to smuggle the coke because when he jumped out of the plane where he, spoiler alert his chute doesn't open or he he dies he was wearing um, a bulletproof vest and Gucci loafers in possession of night vision goggles a green army duffel bag containing 35 kilos of cocaine valued at 15 million dollars 4500 dollars in cash six one ounce gold Krugerrands, knives, and two pistols. That's the dude. And then the next week... That's his... exactly what I had to go to Vegas last week. <laughs> right. Uh, and then the next week, his, uh, like, his like um, people you do a crime with, why can't I come up with words right now? Oh my God, what is the person that you collaborate on a crime with called? What? Uh, a transom. Like... Co- his collab- collaborators, <laughs> his but co-conspirators. Like, yeah, co- I guess co-conspirators, but it wasn't a conspiracy. Whatever. Uh, the dudes who had also been a part of this drug smuggling ring. Um, His cabal. I guess maybe there wasn't a great word for it, and that's why. Uh, the next week, these dudes um, parachuting. Wait, why isn't that part of his own? Accomplice? Um, Is accomplice what you're Accomplice. Oh accomplice. Yes. How have I forgot my word. brain has lost I was like, the word I was accomplice? like stewing over here like, no, it's not co-conspirator. What is it? Accomplice. Yeah. So his accomplices the next week were killed en masse. I, why can't I find that story? Um, like 17 of them were going parachuting and that entire plane was downed the next week because one of those guys was part of this i think the guy i just linked to uh andrew was it andrew thornton the, the second uh was a vietnam vet so he had some you know aeronautic experience or parachuting experience from that and that was sort of involved in his switch over to become a drug smuggler but then i think escobar's people now I'm just making up stuff because I can't Google as fast as I can talk. But like the reality of the story involving humans is actually like 
kind of more fun than just a bear ate coke and died but whatever i don't want to spoil heaven's fun i know it's a it's a fun meme but uh really also who were you actually rooting for sarah was there a character who was like the main character or hero because i don't know who it was in cocaine bear who was the who, who was the movie about it wasn't about the bear i don't know which of the characters it oh was about. yeah you don't know me that well so i will forgive you um for knowing that I am always pro bear. Okay, the bear was the hero to you. 100%. You know okay, what? I don't care movie. what the bear does. Save that bear. <laughs> now, did the bear, you go- the bear who's on screen for maybe like 15% of the <laughs> yeah, Did you go in knowing that the bear would would meet would meet its furry demise? Yeah, I did. Um, cause yeah. I knew, you know, sort of the setup and the fact that it was like, right. this is a crazy story and a movie that I got made about a, you know, a, uh, you know, not fun story about the bear. I am bear positive. Okay. Sure. Yeah. No, it's good yeah. to be. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And it was more exciting than, you know, like morphine bear. <laughs> right. Something. Morphine bear <laughs> yeah, was kind of slow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, normal hibernation. Yeah, you know, uh, they, it's yeah. like, oh, okay, I guess we all like naps. <laughs> is is there is there a bear version of that website, Does the Dog Die? What is that website? <laughs> that 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 is a website that if if you are watching a movie and there is a dog in it, <laughs> if the dog appears, you can quickly go to that website and decide whether or not you want to continue watching that movie depending on the ultimate fate oh, of that dog. Oh my god. I need this okay. in my life. Um, so I, I follow uh, a Twitter account. Is there a cat in this movie? But it but it has no context. Like, what happens to the cat? Does the cat talk? Like, that is not... Um, it's, it's basically like, there is a cat in this movie or there is not. But this... Binary. You know, does a dog die in this movie? Very. If I know that ahead of time, not watching it. Not watching the movie. Yeah. Here we go. I'm going to the No, isn't there uh, is a uh, there is a report for Cocaine Bear that says there is a dog in the movie but the dog does not die in the movie. Yeah. All right. We're back. Uh, but, the, the, but, but the bear on cocaine is not treated very nicely. No, isn't isn't Jonesy the only survivor of the Nostromo? Like in the first alien? Yeah, I mean the cat in the first alien, but the cat is also in this in Aliens, but they're on like that medical frigate. But the cat does not accompany her back to LV-426 or whatever. Man, you remember those movies better than I do. And then they... Oh, it's because they're the best movies ever. It's because they're perfect films, Andy. <laughs> oh, and then all, all three. All three. Just three. Fire. All five. Just three. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I did not recognize Alien Resurrection. Um, I don't recognize it. I don't do it. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, not to get political, but I don't. By and, the way, quick... Oh, sorry. You weren't finished. No, I just, I, I think that it's interesting that I think technically Jonesy is the only survivor. Um, oh, the cat, the cat saves itself in, in, uh, in this yeah. script, right? Yeah. By the way, I don't want to do long on this, but I was, I, as we're looking at the story of the BBC about the bees, uh, a sidebar also cocaine bear drug, Mexican drug cartels, weirdly synchronous synchronicity. Um, there are articles now about why do a million Mar- Americans a year risk Mexico medical tourism, which I just did. Oh, yeah, yeah. this is timely. This is yeah, timely. What do you mean I, I, you I just did? 
I, I got I got a, a crown in my tooth two weeks ago at the border near Yuma, Arizona, and now I'm reading about these four and people. Who were, and you did this bikes. because you were yeah. saving money, right? Saving a thousand dollars, as were okay. these Americans okay. who were just kidnapped in right. Mat- Matamoros, which uh, it, it, that town means more killer, as in M O O R. Like that st- town's name starts with Mata. Yeah, it's, it's the name. I did. I did look it up because I, I saw the story, and then it was like it is the other side of the yeah, it's the Texas border, border or the, the the Gulf of Mexico and Texas border. Yeah, but uh, they're like, yeah, why do Americans do this risky thing? I'm like, oh, sorry, I wanted to save a thousand bucks. Well, yeah. and I mean, I you know, I, <laughs> who doesn't? Um, right. Things between the Texas and Mexico border have been a little cray cray over the yeah. last day or so. So, yeah, I mean, be careful out there. I have a friend who um, gets her Xanax from Mexico and she was <laughs> sort of like, well, you know, I have anxiety, but it's way cheaper in Mexico. And I'm like, OK, I mean, it's so just over the counter there. She goes, well, but you also don't need a prescription there. Does she not have mm-hmm. a prescription in the States? I think it is a combination of not having to convince a doctor that you need this and it also okay. being less expensive. Okay. And also, once she's got the first prescription, she's a lot calmer about the whole process. Of getting <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, listen, uh, you know, I am not a doctor, nor do I play one on TV, and I do not want to tell anybody to do this. But I know that this is a thing that happens. I, I do have a lot of questions, though. <laughs> not not to deep dive on this. Uh, how much Xanax do you have to buy to make what you save worth a trip to Mexico? And I say that because if you get a Xanax script from a doctor, if you're diagnosed with anxiety disorder, such as such as myself, uh, a month supply of Xanax for and that's that's assuming you need one daily is like fifteen dollars. Oh, wow. you know, I mean, it's super it's it's Alprazolam. It's it's generic. So I know that in Mexico you don't need a prescription. But to me, that seems more the ang- your friend's angle. Then maybe the cost of the initial doctor. I'm not advocating for this. This yeah, that's a good it, like that's a good call. Visit. I mean, certainly it uh, depends on you know, you know, what what right. is if, your well, saying, yeah like if you're buying five kilograms of Xanax, perhaps yes, that's it would be worth the drive down. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't. You also <laughs> don't get a nice little. You get you get a nice trip to Mexico. It's, so <laughs> so just. <laughs> Just to be clear, and I'm I'm laughing because this is silly, not because it's funny, but like I don't think she was in Mexico for this reason. She just was like, oh, oh, I see. Right. oh right. so I can like oh, yeah, come no, back I mean, with like a lot of Xanax and like not have to talk to my doctor. Cool. Oh no, I okay, I understand that. I thought she was making trips. No, down, no, 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 buying Xanax, no. coming back because if I think she was like doing in... like Instagram photo shoots. In I Mexico. See. No, if you're that's why she's there. If you're already in Mexico, hitting up the pharmacy, everyone should. I mean, are you kidding? Of course you should. I, I like. I mean, yeah, I remember back in the day drugs. when I was oh gosh, um, you know, still in high school, going to Cancun. You know, my mom was like, "Get me some Retin-A," because Retin-A. It's like really expensive oh. in the U.S., but it was like just you know you just pick it up in Mexico. Give me some Retin A. 
What's retin A? Oh, it's like it's like retin. It's like for um, acne for your face. Oh, like a retinol cream type thing. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. We. By the way, our podcast does not uh, endorse (laughs) any of of whatever you do, you or buddy. But be careful out there. Please do the benzos. The benzos don't go to Mexico and buy any of these things. That like really. with the with the opioid crisis, like the the thing I'm surprised doesn't get more coverage is almost everybody who is found dead, and it's an opioid related thing. They blame it on that. Almost everyone also has some benzo in their system, whether that's Xanax or Valium or something. Mm. Like they're kind of hand in hand, crises wise. So be careful with all that stuff. Well, they're also incredibly dangerous to combine. Right. I mean, it's that's why what I'm it's, saying. Yeah. it's if you're messing with your GABA receptors, like like on a benzo. Uh, opioids become ex- exponentially more dangerous. That's why, right. like drinking and uh, you know drinking with any of it is also, yeah, it's off. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm. Uh, what was I trying to say to make it sound like I'm not just like go do drugs? Um, <laughs> Don't do that. No. I don't think anybody. If anybody's taking real advice from us, they're doing this podcast wrong. About, yeah, about of anything. course, of course. I'm saying how like uh, I'm saying how if your friend is already down there and it, like yeah I get it I get sure. it if like if you have a Xanax prescription back at home or what like I understand you know I would probably do the same thing as a Xanax prescriptee but um, but I'll also say that with any of that stuff obviously like it says right on your prescription like don't ever do this more than four days in a row you know oh really. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, like because uh, it's habit forming. It's right, incredibly right. habit forming. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I'm on the Ativan train for the exact same reason. Every so often, I need it for sleep, but I can't do it every night. Right. If I did, right. I would be in a world of hurt. Yeah, and it's also page. it's it's like diminishing returns with anything that is a depressant. Like yeah, that, you know, because yeah. um, I'm like. I'm like an emergency use only Xanax guy, like if I'm having a panic attack and uh, my, the next day is always shit. It's like the like I'm so depressed the next it day. Got it's you like out the, of that temporarily, but then it's a is, is it OK? Is it is it safer to mix if you're like consuming one thing by like if you're like drinking one thing and then snorting? No, does it? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. No, no that, if you do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> No, that's why like they're like yes. separate. Beer you then liquor, never sicker. Snorting that's then. The call. Oh, wait, oh, Let's uh, snort yeah. the Xanax. Red yeah. skies at night, sailors <laughs> delight. Yep. Red yeah, skies ex- in the morning. Exactly. Snort out of van, Xanax again. Yeah, that's the. Everyone knows that old rhyme. By the way, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, gloss over. We haven't done a ton of tech talk. I do want to do some tech talk if you're down for it, Sarah, about the state of things in various of industries. Course. Like one that I'm very, I think is just hilarious is uh, what is your take on Meta's all in bet on the metaverse and VR? Because it seems like that's going to be remembered by history as like one of the all time dumb tech moves. But uh, what do I know? What do you, what do you well, think about? Oh yeah. So, um, I happen to be a, um, I'm a VR enthusiast. As am I, um, Yeah, so I, I still I've got the, I, I, you know, the original Quest, the Quest 2, and the Quest Pro. Um, and I use it basically for exercise stuff. 
because I love oh, cool. exercise in VR. People are like, like boxing what does that mean? Or- yeah, like boxing. Like I, I subscribe to Supernatural, which you probably know. Um, I don't know that. Oh, oh you got to know about it. Um, it's so fun. I mean, it's basically like, I don't know, the best cardio that you could do in your own garage. <laughs> which is where I do all my VR stuff. Um, but I do feel like uh, the VR, I don't know, um, the landscape is, there are so many people who are like, yeah, well, Sarah, I don't want to do like, put like some headset on my face and work out like I already belong to a gym or you know, I jog well, or... I, my issue as well is I have the Quest 1. That's the only one I have. And I just find that the balance of it is just is so off that it just hurts my... It hurts my neck if I... That it, too. If it, even if I'm yeah. not moving It's much. like sleeping in a comfortable bed where you're like, you can't get people to buy this thing if it's not comfortable. Um, I've sort of worked my way around it, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I really feel like uh vr is the wave but i don't think that a lot of like a lot of the gaming stuff and definitely a lot of the here's how your new office is going to be you're just gonna like put your vr headset on and that's how you're gonna talk to your coworkers and read your email it's like fuck no that is not happening this is like a fun way to escape from life. That's how I feel about it. Right, right, because it doesn't. Yeah, because the the idea it's the currently the comfort level of it is, I'm putting it on to do a thing. Like I, there's a there's a couple of people who run comedy shows in VR, so I've done stand up in it. But again, it's like oh, I will put this on for the gig. I'm not going to then hang out before and after the gig for a prolonged period of time because it starts to become uncomfortable for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can be both bullish on the tech as a fun thing, which I am, and also think that their move as a huge company is like the same as Time Warner adding AOL to their name, because this company will be around forever. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know if you want to be hinging your entire future on this thing that is very fun, but it just it's never going to be a thing anyone spends the amount of time they do in other tech right now until it becomes a super lightweight, super simple, and non-obtrusive piece of Yeah, if it becomes something gear. that is as easy as putting on a pair of glasses that and a similar level of discomfort. Right. I mean, it, it will, though, right? And it'll also, like, Maybe. be semi-immersive in that way. Um, I thought we'd already lost Jesse, by the way. I thought... No, no. I'm still here. I've got to go, though. But I didn't want to be rude. I didn't want to just, <laughs> uh, just bail. Oh, yeah. You know? Um... Yeah, I mean, I do have to run. I do have to run. I, uh, you know, I got to go to this gig in a tiki bar. Sure. Wow. As as one does. How very know? science of you. We, yeah. yeah, we should have explained that Jesse's also a hula dancer. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, I, yeah, I sell velvet paintings of the Easter <laughs> Island heads. So I have to go. I've got a gig tonight. <laughs> he puts on a fez and he sings bawdy songs about his time at seas that he's never been to. Yep. Absolutely. That's what I do. I like to imagine what Polynesia is like having never been there <laughs> and make a restaurant based on it. Um, no, I got to run. Uh, so I'll see we can everyone. close out the episode. We've got it covered. All right. I'll we see got, everyone. I'll you. see everyone later. 
All right, All Jesse. Right, Jesse. Okay, bye. bye. So do you think that Meta is regretting any of this now that AI is suddenly the shiny thing that everybody is? I think, mm, yeah. Okay, so I have some thoughts about this. I think that the whole Metaverse, you know, that we all sort of like triumphantly heard about, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the better part of two years ago. And I think, I think the pandemic... Um, was uh, was would played a factor, you know, where the company was like, you know what, people are just sitting around at home. They, right. you know, let's give them some headsets and let's make things more fun than selling them a laptop, which Meta does not do, um, you know, or you know, phones, which Meta tried to do with disastrous results. I forgot quite That's some time right. ago. Yeah, so it's like. Sure, got it. And everyone was like, "But what is the metaverse? What? Exactly? Yeah, like, wh- please like, define it. Please like, define yeah, it. like, <laughs> what are we doing in there? Like, because I it does feel a bit like they just sort of announced it and then hoped that tech journalists would tell them what it is. Yes, and instead yeah. you got all these think pieces of like, here's what we think it they might mean, you know. And I'm like, listen, I put something on my head. I work out for like an hour. It's super fun. I love this. I, I, I really love this tech. Like, I am not going to sit here and be like, oh, this is a bunch of bullshit, like kind of thing. This is fun. But this is not right. some sort of universe that I'm not in the rest of the time. Right. It doesn't feel like this the is a thing. Yeah, like you of all things. You, yeah, like you're like, this is your favorite app. And maybe you can, you know, you know, play a game, play some golf, you know, do what I'm doing, you know, do some yoga. I mean, Apple uh, Fitness Plus, not unlike anything that, you know, is sort of the, quote, metaverse. Um, mm. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel like uh, meta itself has, like, stopped talking about that. You know, and the yes, rest of us are like we named ourselves. Yeah, that? like what? Yes. Like what about the metaverse, guys? You know, as you lay <laughs> off like thousands of employees, so you know, yeah. there's a little, <laughs> little bit of restructuring but going on. If we're being literal, you could argue that Facebook already, what in its past, you know, in its non-VR incarnation, is a metaverse. Twitter is a metaverse. You know. So basically, just define it for me. Are, are they saying it's anything VR? Because then just call it. They're VR. not. It's just such no. a. But I know, but it's like such a buzzword that is like going to be laughed at by by the future. You know, like it just to me seems like such a blatantly like we don't know what we're talking about. So, anymore. so I've got the Quest Pro. Um, so for anybody not not new? familiar, no, no, no. Um, this oh. was the sort of like pro version of Meta's Quest. Um, like you get the Quest 2 and then you get the Quest Pro. Quest 2 was oh. 400 bucks. Quest Pro, 1500 Like that's, no. that's cray cray. Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. You know, and because of, you know, what I do for work, you know, I was able to, you know, try it out. And I was like, this is nice, but like, it's not that nice. I mean, <laughs> why wouldn't I just use the $400 version of the same shit I'm doing already? It didn't make any so sense. So how do they differ? What's What does the Quest Pro have that the, so, the okay. Quest 2 So doesn't? it has some eye tracking 
capabilities. Um, it also has, you know, so, you know, when you've got the headset on, you know, and you're looking right or left, it can track that and make your experience better, depending on what you're doing. Um, it also has uh, better resolution. So in general, um, <laughs> if you're like me, because I'm, I'm, I'm basically blind if I don't wear my contacts, but I don't always wear my contacts when I'm, you know, in VR. Um, it actually made things a lot clearer for me, almost as if I was wearing glasses. So that's cool. But the whole thing about the Quest Pro was that it was supposed to be like, yeah, you know, play golf, you know, do your like fun um, uh, exercise things like Sarah does. But it's about collaborating with your 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 team, workplace stuff, right? And nobody bit. Oh yeah, because I'm looking at their website right now, and it's like it's basically showing, yeah, two people who are in the same virtual classroom, but actually, no, everyone was like uh, sitting what? in different tables, I, and it's just what do we do? Like no. It was a. It was, yeah, it does look more comfortable. It does look like it's easier to wear than the one I have. It looks like it's less weighty on the front and more evenly balanced. I think the kind thing would be to say, like, they were a little before their time, and we're going to look back on this and say, ah, remember, remember the Quest Pro, you know? Um, and I don't know. You know, I have a lot of, you know, a lot of tech folks um, who, you know, still just are like Sarah we do not want one of these things yeah I'm not saying that there's no way they don't get better from here they will and and I think this will be a technology that has some really cool uses I'm just saying for you to rename your company out of excitement about it seemed seemed premature yeah but I think I think there are a lot of reasons for that like one being like hey we have like new ideas two being like we want to get away from all the really bad press of Facebook. Yeah. You know, and three. Any, any new name at all is better than. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, what do you think about, I saw that this most recent episode you put out, which will have been a week ago now that when I put this episode out, but uh, was about everyone's, like the gold rush in AI and DuckDuckGo is getting in the AI game now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that is, th- yeah, that's. That's new info. So, okay. So, uh, have any of you been playing around with the new Bing, Microsoft Bing? I, I haven't gotten approved mm-hmm. yet, but I, ChatGPT, yes, a ton of playing with that, but not the technically the new Bing chatbot. Okay. So, DuckDuckGo, which is a, a browser, um, very privacy first focused, um, which is why a lot of, you know, people who care about tech and privacy uh, really enjoy the company um, said, all right, well, we're doing it too. Um, so they've got a new, uh, it's a it's a new assistant called Duck Assist within DuckDuckGo. And what it differs from Bing um, for is that so if you if you've uh, played around with the new Bing search which you need to you know uh, basically be on like a dev channel for um, um, but uh, th- that is huh, how do I describe the two differently 
So Bing has been accused of being like, wow, this is really fun, but you can fool it and it'll say like crazy things to you. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, you know, like a crazy AI robot that like, you know, it's all sort of about like, how do we like break down the system that Microsoft thought would be like really great for, you know, for search, you know, for anybody who's Mm -hmm. uh, familiar with you know, the the search experience, like, you know how to search for things. So once you have like a chatbot who's saying like crazy things to you, everyone goes, wow, this was a terrible idea. DuckDuckGo has done something different. Um, DuckAssist is more or less just, at least at this point, because it's new, um, pulling mm. information from like Wikipedia, you know? So if okay. I say Olivia Cook, you know, what, what's she up to today? You know, that that would be something that DuckDuckGo pulls from me. And I know for a fact that it's coming from Wikipedia. Now, you might say, well, why wouldn't you just go to Wikipedia for that? I mean, haven't we all been doing that for a number of years? The answer is yes. But like, why not think of it a different way that's built into your search initially and this search is not linking you to an article it's summarizing that article intelligently and giving that's you right like yeah it's right. pulling right. it's okay. pulling from something that you would you could read it yourself um some other way um you know going directly to the source but that that's the whole idea is like let's just give this to you on a nice platter which is useful and then it's also i'm assuming that means that chance of hallucination is a lot lower or, or zero or is there still a chance it can make up crazy batshit things well i mean it's it's kind of zero um when you okay. think of something like this because it's like we are pulling from i mean unless you think wikipedia is batshit right oh right right now assuming that that's pretty good which it, it is pretty yeah good stats show, it's right? it's yeah. this is sort of like i feel like this is duck duck go saying we would like to not be in, you know, the psychotic uh, version of all these stories about AI. And we're just going to go ahead and take a couple steps up and say, here's what we're doing. We're being very transparent about where we're pulling uh, information from. And we know where people most likely are going to find that information. And we're going to build it into our chatbot. And that, okay. I think, is pretty smart. Let me see. And you said you have to be some sort of early special person to use it right now, or it's actually available to everybody? So it's uh, available right now uh, if you have a browser extension. Um, if you're a okay. DuckDuckGo user, you would be like, yeah, I have one. Um, uh, pr- uh, certain apps, but it's very much in beta rolling out um you know in the coming weeks as the company says sounds kind of interesting yeah well how can i i presume when that does happen you will be covering it on daily tech news show and (laughs) how can our listeners find that and and follow everything you do oh well um yes we certainly will and um you can go to dailytechnewsshow.com 
Um, <laughs> the the name is exactly as it implies. We are a uh, daily tech news show. We do this all day, every day. This is our wheelhouse. Um, and we would love to have anybody join us on that adventure. Um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I'm Sarah Lane, Sarah with an H. On all the things, even on yeah, the awesome. on the boards of the Metropolitan Ballet. Yeah. Well, you know she is too. So you know, I'm still yeah. I'm still fighting with the ballet community, but uh, you know, um, everything everything tech related, you you can find me, Sarah Lane. Excellent. Awesome. Do that. You can find us as always, probablyscience.com on Twitter at probablyscience, individually at Andy T Wood at Jesse Case and at Matt Kirshen. Probably science at gmail.com is the email address for any questions, comments, clarifications, and stories you'd like us to cover. Uh, and, you know, you know all the rest of the stuff. But, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was a really a really fun, um, really fun hang. Cocaine bear heavy yeah, hang. Yeah, cocaine bears. <laughs> you know, we're all cocaine bears, right? When it comes down, to, yeah, when, really, when you get <laughs> when down you, to best when you really, like, When you really, un- <laughs> when you really peel off. The layers of the onion were all cocaine bears. The cocaine, the cocaine bear was inside all of us all along. Yeah. <laughs> the cocaine bear was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> yeah, indeed. But well, thanks again, Sarah. Thank you. Bye bye.